0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.
1: Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and we have a great show planned for you. Why do you ask? Because our guest. Sona Shah, who is the CEO and founder of My Private Professor, is our guest. Sona, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rick. It's such a pleasure being here. It's good to have you on the program. Let's start kind of with the origin story, at least yours. What what was your original motivation or inspiration to start your firm?
0: I appreciate that question, Rick, and I would share that I'll answer it in two parts. Um, the first part would go to the true inspiration for my private professor. And for that, I'd have to go all the way back to when I was in about fifth grade. I used to tutor the students in our neighborhood in math and in English language arts, um, up and around the streets. And I really, really loved it. I did this before I could even babysit. And this <laughs> is something that continued from junior high to high school through college and beyond. Um, I really think that was my happy place. And the motivation for creating my private professor happened a little bit later. It was after six years of practicing business litigation. And I came to this realization that, you know, I don't know if suing and defending companies for large sums of money um, and working over 60 hours a week in six-minute increments um, for the billable hour was really what the meaning of life was. So I basically left that legal profession, traded my briefcase in for a backpack, and wanted to start something that I loved, which was tutoring. But with this, I wanted to do it a little bit different and make it tutoring with a twist. Mm -hmm. And by that, what I mean, Rick, is that um, we all know that education is a game changer that can really uplift so many lives. Um, We see that in study after study that talk about about the earning potential when you have a high school degree or a college diploma. Um, We also know that their data is clear that high dosage tutoring or tutoring multiple times a week is one of the best ways you can really improve educational outcomes.
1: Hmm. And yet
0: so many students who aren't able to afford it aren't able to get access to this critical resource. So my goal when I formed my private professor was to provide a way for as many students as possible to get the tools they need to succeed.
1: That was a great start. See, I told you it was gonna be a great show. What a wonderful start to the uh, interview. My question is when you decided to give up the security of the six minute increments, Who did you talk to before you actually made that decision? How did you get from where you were to where you are now to have the confidence to launch the business?
0: You know, I would say that there's a number of things. And I would say that first, I am very grateful. I have a wonderful support system. So I have a wonderful husband and who was really just encouraging me to be able to do something that I find value in and The irony, as you probably know from many entrepreneurs is I was working tons and tons of hours every week doing something I didn't love. And now I work tons and tons of hours (laughs) every week, but I actually get to wake up every morning feeling really good that I'm trying to make a difference. And I would share that part of the journey was getting more involved in some of these nonprofits at the local level and supporting causes that really showcase the benefits of providing academic resources, whether it's scholarships or you know extra support for some of these students um, that are living in shelters that have not had the best circumstances. And mm-hmm. that's really where you can move the needle. And here I am thinking about going back to doing something that I would love. And it's not lost on me that people that could afford it could pay my rates and I could continue to increase how much it was for those that really could see the benefit of working for me. But how do I find a way to make this sustainable for everybody else? And so that's sort of where it started. And, you know, we are very grateful that through word of mouth and expansion by, you know, you get happy customers and clients, and that's the best testament that you're doing something right. Um, it just sort of took off from there, and I've actually never looked back.
1: So that's you leads me to the next question, Sona. How long after you launched did you truly believe the business was going to survive and then ultimately thrive?
0: So I love that question because everyone has a great idea, like you hope, like the little engine that could, you really hope you think you can and you're going to get there. Um, And I think that we were growing organically year after year just by hearing, you know, people were referring us to other friends and to colleagues. And I think, Rick, the time that it was really, I saw an inflection point and in my head, I realized we kind of hit on something was when companies actually started reaching out to us to Mm -hmm. ask us if they could provide can you help us provide tutoring to our employees' um, families? This is around the time of the pandemic, as you can imagine. So you've got companies that suddenly have their employees working from home and they're juggling trying to be productive at home while, as you might know, the school system had just shut down. And so here we have students that are trying to navigate online learning while you have parents that are trying to work. And so when companies started to reach out to us we realized, okay, we are going to be able to help them as much as we can. And it really expanded who our clients were from just individuals and families Hmm. to also include basically institutional clients. We, could support companies that wanted to provide a really useful and meaningful benefit in the form of free and discounted tutoring to working parents, to their children and dependents. And it kind of just started to escalate from there. Then benefits companies started reaching out to us saying, hey, this is a really unique perk. We'd like to be able to offer this in our package of services to the company so they could offer this to their working parents and clients. And so I would say, I think that when we started being approached by companies at the national and international level, we knew that we were onto something pretty special.
1: So being a B2C company has its own set of challenges and then being a B2B company, which is what I hear the difference is, it comes with a little different sensibility. Had you thought about going the B2B route before the pandemic, or really was it inspired through the circumstances that came about because of the pandemic?
0: Yeah, I would say that we had Thought about that before, but it hadn't really come to fruition and the opportunity just arose. I mean, as you can imagine, we, you know, our, our business was fully, almost exclusively in person. And so when schools shut down, it impacted our ability to just continue running. And mm-hmm. so we decided we need to evolve as fast <laughs> as possible to be able to support students in the best way that they need it. Um, As you can imagine, suddenly having a stranger sitting inside your house, working inches away from your child when it's in the middle of COVID is not a sustainable model anymore. So we started reaching out to schools, um, the top schools across the country, like UCLA, UC Berkeley, Cornell, Columbia, and started to recruit amazing tutors that I'd want to work with for my own children and um, provide the depth and the breadth of the tutoring that... We really feel like our clients could need it any time zone. And I think that's when we started to see how scalable this could be, right? You're not limited by a geographic area. We could provide tutoring at any time for as many people that need it. And so I think at that moment is when it really did accelerate an idea and a dream we had um, with the unfortunate circumstance of COVID, but us trying to turn it into an opportunity.
1: It certainly was. I mean, it created... Many times, this is what I love about entrepreneurs, ladies and gentlemen, in the face of a challenge, they see the opportunity, or they're at least willing to investigate an opportunity that presents itself to them. And a lot of a lot of big companies would walk right by that opportunity and maybe not even pay attention to it, but you're in tune with your clients in the market. So let, let's talk about your company. Specifically, now that you, in, in its current incarnation, what is it that my professor does?
0: Perfect. I love that question, um, Rick. So my private professor is an impact-driven educational services company. We collaborate not only with individuals, as you mentioned, on the B2C model, but also with organizations on the B2B model. And we provide tutoring online in virtually every single subject. Um, and we give back with every hour to provide tutoring to students that are in underserved communities, specifically students that are experiencing homelessness and in long-term foster care and so the way that we're able to do this is we support our students but we also are able to help employers help their working parents and children Um, we work with benefits providers as i mentioned and we help them Um, the highlight is to be able to work with a lot of wonderful nonprofits, such as illumination foundation and sahara in our community to provide the free tutoring to the students that are in the shelters And I think, Rick, what's been amazing is that through this momentum, we've had people in the community, individuals and corporations alike that are trying to support us with sponsoring tutoring hours to help us sustain our mission, which is really to help those students that couldn't get that support to get it.
1: So if you said it before in the interview, I apologize for not hearing it or in the prep work that we did. Um, Was it always your desire? And were you able to even the early stages sort of for the time that people paid for the tutoring, being able to offer it to those that couldn't afford it. Was that always innate to the business?
0: And you, thank you for clarifying, because I probably jumped over it. Um, when I wanted to create tutoring with a twist, as I said, I wanted it to be something that is a sustainable model that would always be able to pay it forward to those that would not get access. But the way we did that, Rick, has shifted. So what we used to do is with every hour, we would collect funds and be able to donate it to a lot of really wonderful nonprofits in our community that support educational resources for students. Um, So whether it's Learn to Be, Schools on Wheels, College Spring, um, there's been a lot of really great organizations. And then we started really trying to work in-house to see how do we best support some of these students? Why can't the same tutors that work with our paying clients or could work with my own clients or my own family. Why can't we have the same consistent support be used to be able to support students that are, would not get this access. So we still pay our tutors either way. And I either Mm. just give the tutoring for free to some of these nonprofits, or we work on a sliding scale for people that aren't able to afford it. So we try to meet their needs where they are, um, to make sure that everyone can get as many people can get access as possible.
1: So you really have two requirements. You, you certainly need the tutors yeah. who meet your standards, but then you also need to match them to the students who need the tutoring.
0: Correct. And,
1: and um, that feels a bit challenging to me, Sona. Maybe, maybe it's been easy for you, but is, is there any certain area that you have found either because of the COVID or just in general that students are more in need of tutoring?
0: Yeah, what we've seen. Well, to first answer your point, Rick, you are correct. And I appreciate the sentiment. It has been a challenge because we do not use bots or algorithms. What we do in our system is back to old school, which is what I love. It's we work individually to make sure that the students that are working with us are paired with the right tutor. Um, We have a wonderful team on the customer service front that is really trying to make sure every single student we work with, whether it's with these nas- national companies or just a family, um, really feels like their needs are met and they're the only ones that we wanna support. Um, and that does take up time and resources. So it's been a challenge, but we see the long-term gains of, you know, people want to continue working with us and they can see that we care about them. Um, so that's been something that I-, I do acknowledge, it does take up time and energy because we want to invest in people and relationships and the connections. And we know that that's what is going to best meet the needs, not only of the clients that could afford it, but some of these students in at-risk circumstances where we need to build on trust and make sure it's the same tutors that work with you and that are comfortable with you in that sense. Um, So, yeah.
1: And any area in particular that students are needing the tutoring in most? or is it just across the board?
0: It's, you know, it's been just across the board. I think prior to COVID, it used to be focused more on older students, um, people that are in middle school and in high school, a lot of test prep. I think that COVID accelerated the acceptance of students at a younger age to approach tutoring through online systems. So we have students as young as kindergarten and first grade that are trying to catch up all the way up through college level and even adult language learners and adult learners that want to like really just hone some skills. Some of them that are living in, say for example, the transitional homes or some hourly employees that may want to you know, hone their Spanish or their English proficiency. These are things that we're able to help. So it has really been across the board now.
1: Boy, and in some ways it feels, I know you, but in some ways it feels like the need is endless. Yeah. Yep the opportunity is endless then, too, right? So there you go.
0: And especially when you realize that what a student means, the definition continues to expand, right? So for me, all of us are learning um, what you do and trying to showcase, you know, different entrepreneurs and give people a chance to learn. Like we're all learning on this journey. So as long as we start to expand the definition from you know, someone that's actually enrolled in a traditional school from K through 12 or something, you start to see where there's opportunities. And the same way that we started to expand on what a client was to us, it used to be a student and that was it, or maybe their family, if they were a minor. And now we're talking about working with nonprofits or reaching schools have reached out to us to ask us if we could support some of their students. And it's just, There's no reason to say no when you start to think and evolve as much as possible to really listen to the needs of the community as they change every year.
1: Teachable moment, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we like to have entrepreneurs on this show. And that's why we focus on them here on Critical Mass because they're problem solvers and they find a way to make money while doing it as well, which is fantastic. Have you ever felt isolated or alone as you've been building your farm?
0: That's such an existential question. (laughs) Um, I will say that I can see how it could get lonely for many. I am very grateful. As I mentioned in the beginning, I feel like I have a very strong support system that has carried me and that I can lean on. Um, one, like I said, my husband or my children, they are just wonderful and have been like our cheerleaders in the back end. Um, I also have an incredible team at my private professor. Um, they are just side by side with me to make sure that everyone is really getting the support they need on both the tutors end, as well as the clients and really just making sure we're able to support. So with them, it's been wonderful. And then finally, I am grateful to be part of a business forum with female entrepreneurs. And we've been able to share insights, um, what's worked, what hasn't worked. And even if the industries are different, the challenges, as you can imagine, you can, as this is what you do, like there's so many takeaways that you can get that people are in different, in different industries can really bring a different perspective that i think is really um, enlightening when you try to take it in so i've been very grateful that i have had that support along the way um yeah
1: i'm a big fan of being around peers i think we learn a lot from each other especially um Especially if we're willing to be vulnerable and talk about the real issues that we don't have answers to. And that sounds sounds fantastic. So I always like to ask the guests, is there one piece of business advice that you've received or maybe something that you've evolved in your business that you would like to share with our audience today?
0: Absolutely. And I'm sure many of the audience members know Simon Sinek and his views and insight about finding your why. I think that really resonates with me and is a lot of why we're able to build my private professor the way that we have. Um, For us personally, we started with the why. It was, you know, there was a problem that I wanted to be able to solve, and the problem was how do we provide more access to, you know, exceptional tutoring to students that could otherwise not get it, as well as those that could. Um, And, I think when we lead with that then the, that then the what and the how kind of follows along and it really is something that can enable our team when you wake up every day knowing we're putting in a lot of hours and we are a lean machine but we're trying to make sure we help as many students as we can um it really makes us feel like we're in alignment with something greater and um to give us that passion and motivation that i think everyone can kind of harness on on the tough days too
1: Nice. Thank you. And if we look to tomorrow, the future, Sona, what's the vision for the firm?
0: Oh, Rick, I would say that the, the vision will be that we are the go-to educational hub for all students to be able to get the resources they need to succeed. Um, I believe that we will continue to support students and families and companies and nonprofits on a global scale. And the way that we're gonna do that is through a cycle that I think is just gonna perpetuate. So if we can make sure we continue to have the best tutors on our platform and we have the best customer service that we could think of with a live person that'll always be there, then we're hoping that we'll continue to attract individual and institutional clients that can see us as the solution to meet their educational needs. And as we continue to increase the number of clients across the country, um and even beyond then it'll give us the resources that we need to continue to help support students in our community that couldn't afford it so we can continue to support students that are experiencing homelessness or in long-term foster care and by doing that and raising awareness in our community we are hoping that we will attract more individual and corporate clients that see the alignment and value of what we do and do want to partner with us. So I'm hoping this becomes this one big, beautiful cycle of sustainable impact as we grow um, with more and more people to help.
1: I think it has every potential to do that, especially with you at the helm. I really have enjoyed our time together. I'm wondering if someone wants to connect with you on LinkedIn or learn more about your firm, how do they do that so much?
0: Thank you, Rick. I mean, this has been such a pleasure and I would welcome and encourage anyone who's interested in reaching out to us if they want to provide any feedback, want to see us as a resource or just want to say hello. You can find me, Sona Shaw, as well as our company, My Private Professor, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube. You can also email me at Sona at
1: Well, as I said, I've so enjoyed the time together. I knew I would. And I told you it was going to be a great show, ladies and gentlemen. Sona, thank you for your time today.
0: Thank you so much, Rick. I really appreciate being able to share.
1: And I'd like to thank the audience. You've been a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. This is episode number 1425 in our catalog of entrepreneurial interviews. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur and you would like to tell your story to your peers. Then reach out to me. I'm Rick, R-A-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And uh, that's my LinkedIn name. And you can also find me on my website, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.